And welcome to the new episode of the South Road Boys. You're hearing the Ginger Ninja by himself. Why is that, I hear you ask? Well, we're going to apologise. Um, basically, we had a bit of an audio fail, again, um, whereby Troy's audio for the recording was only being done via his laptop. The conversation we were having via Skype was working perfectly and fine and using our external microphones, but uh, the one that was recording was only done via the laptop. So it sounds like Troy is in the bottom of a toilet somewhere, which is nothing unusual for him. Um, so if you are an audiophile and you are a purist for your audio, this is probably not the episode for you, but we've both had a bit of a listen to it. And we agree that uh, Darwin Day needed to be celebrated, need to go on. And um, and so sit back, relax, let us get inside your ears, and uh, hope you enjoy. Thanks for listening. Bye. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. I'm Joe. Welcome to the South Road Boys. I'm Troy. How are you, Batman? Good, good, mate. That's going to stay in, you know. <laughs> you fool. I kind of had a feeling when we kicked into that you might have done it, but you know what? It was too much fun not to. It was. Um, how are you, my mate, my friend? Yeah, I'm pretty, pretty good. Uh, pretty, pretty good. What What happened for you over the weekend? Uh, oh, I got a little bit, a little bit drunk Friday night. Did you now? Yeah, you know, the, ginger, um, ginger Joe in your mouth? No, no ginger Joe in my mouth. Um, <laughs> but you know you have those. Actually, you don't know because you don't drink in this day and age. You're one no. of the smarter people out of our twosome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, it was one of those unexpected big nights. The ones that just sneak up on you and grab you like some kind of a, you know, an ogre when you don't expect that it's going to come out of the dark. Oh, so it's like, oh, I'll ha- I might go out for a beer after work, and then the next thing you know, you're doing tequila shots off a strange guy's stomach. No, not quite that bad. But it started off with a steak, not a salad, because everyone knows that a, a good story never starts with a salad. <laughs> <laughs> you don't make friends with salad, you don't make friends with salad. Thank you, so Homer no, Simpson. Ended up, uh, we, had, we had steak, and then, and then the girls left us alone, and myself and uh, Mr. House... Would know house, who was very keen to do a guest appearance, might I say, after talking about the South Road Boys on Friday night. Oh, excellent. Ladies and fans, uh, big shout out to Housey. Yeah, big shout out there. Um, but no, in that going to the beach, have a few more beers, um, got ourselves on with some rum that neither of us had tried. Oh, really? That was quite nice. Mm-hmm. Leaving about, you know, closing time about 12 o'clock. Already right. by that time, things are starting to feel a little bit kind of on the hazy side. Like, <laughs> you know, we'll try yep. a new drink. It's affected the body a bit differently. And then he says those terrible words of... Suck my know, dick. <laughs> <laughs> Not that terrible. Okay, sorry. <laughs> he says the terrible words of... Just put oh, it in the tip. We, we can have a glass of red at your pots. Oh, hello. So then, of course, a the bottle's gone. at your place. It's 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, oh, one and thing led to another. And <laughs> yeah. And he got a taxi home, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> denied mother liquor. <laughs> Battle of the beards. And uh, I was meant to actually go and have uh, a few drinks with 
Howie on the Saturday yes. night, who yes. also wants to be a guest star and has also kind of appeared by name on the yes. Southside Boys podcast before. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, pulled out of that one. Because <laughs> <laughs> you weren't capable of a co- cognitive thought? You know, I could have done, but I really wasn't going to enjoy it. I was a bit seedy, a bit tired, and I thought I could push through, but it's not going to be fun. So, rain check. Well, I, I've got a, a friend of their family's who is 21 and has been travelling for the last month and a half through Southeast Asia, um, has nice. just left some country, I think it might be Thailand, um, after spending five days in what he referred to as a party hostel. I thought you were going to say heaven. <laughs> no, party hostel. He's in Bali and he's not going to drink for a little while. So that, that, that tells you when there's a couple of 21-year-olds in Bali who go, I'm not drinking for a little while, the last couple of days may have been quite large. Yeah, they're the days you remember. Or, or not. not. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you need to be drinking with someone else, because hopefully between the two of you, you yes. remember at least half of what happened. Yeah, both, 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 you both piece half the stories together and you come up with the full story. <laughs> Pretty much. And the, but, the full story always gets better over the al- years too. Always. But I, yeah. I think in yours and mine case, we both remember the same bit and then the, the rest is just a blur, <laughs> which we probably over the last, what is it now? Oh, it's almost 30 years. Um, just make up. Yeah. But it's fun to make it up. There's it is. wrong with that. It is. Now, I have a gripe. I'm up on my soapbox. Oh, <laughs> yes. that was early. It was. Um, it's because... not normally my job. I'm not the angry bearded man. You are the angry bearded man with your five things that shit me. <laughs> yeah. Which um, I uh, must say, after listening to uh, Glampires, episode 12. Yes. That we just placed on the net. Yes. Out into the world today. Yes. Listening to... Brad Von Rock's little jingle, little <laughs> intro. Yes. To five things that shit me. Oh, I laughed. I laughed so bad. It was special. Well, the funny thing is, I mean, Brad. Uh, Brad is my Brad Von Rock is my brother-in-law. We both married sisters, so the girls were sisters, and we married them. <laughs> and before you go any further, <laughs> very they were Tasmanian. Not in a, not in a cult. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just happened that way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and Brad is uh, a very talented musician and currently makes his living um, as on-board entertainment yeah. on the Spirit of Tasmania. Very charismatic, crazy dude. Yeah, very, very yeah. funny. Um, very cool dude. And musically talented. I remember we we were on a cruise with our in-law family. So there was Brad and I and I think 20 other people. I think we've spoken about it before. Um, and... Brad decided to do karaoke. Now, the difference between the people who were on this boat who took their karaoke extremely seriously. Oh. I mean, I, you had Bette Midler classics coming out your wazoo. <laughs> and then, then there was Brad, and this was before Brad had the haircut, so he had quite a, a, a 1980s rocker sort of mane. And he came out and did Bon Jovi, Dead or Alive. Um Nice track. A great track. Good, good track. And the, one of the reasons why I liked it is because he invited me on stage to do air guitar. <laughs> now, 
I'm glad you didn't say to sing because no. and I actually think your voice is okay. It's not terrible. <laughs> oh, it's not spectacular. It but can it's okay. be. Yeah. But compared to Brad. <laughs> oh, it's not. It's it's like shrieking cats in a sack trying yeah, to mate. Because <laughs> that guy can sing. He's got he the can. pipes. He does. He really, really does. Yeah. And so there's a point in the in the song where I came out and did a big knee slide. Now, the unfortunate thing with me, I wasn't looking very Bon Jovi. I was wearing a white polo top, and the only thing about me was um, a Carbo San Lucas hat that I bought, which was a bit like a cowboy hat. He runs over to the bar, and this is on a ship where you still have to pay for your drinks, but you get some soft drinks free reaches over, grabs a bottle of tequila, and the barman says, what are you doing? And he goes, it's okay, it's for the show, <laughs> and starts necking it. And then he's just going around, just pouring just his tequila or scotch or whatever it was over people, and he, he drew shots for the bloody judges. And he's just necking it. And, it's just, and everyone's like, yay! Well, sorry, no, okay. The Australian contingent and the people who weren't from the US, they loved it. They really loved it. <laughs> we um, do love that shit. <laughs> so, so, well, exactly. Some of the some the thing is there were a very good percentage of people who were in your fifty plus bracket as well. Um, they didn't quite appreciate such shenanigans. <laughs> um, you know what that is? I've, I've discovered now. It is and it isn't, but it's not actually the age. It's like I turn forty five tomorrow. You do. Happy birthday, buddy. Which I'll tell you what, if I was 20, yes. and I turned 45, I'd be oh, five years from the grave. Five years past the grave. <laughs> but now you're saying, you know, they'll 50 plus and be boring, but I know in five years' time, I'm still going to love the shit out of that. Well, you say so you should. A, it's an age generation thing. Yeah, fair enough. Not necessarily age, it's a generation. Yeah. I think our generation now, in another 10, 15, 20 years, it's still going to dig that shit. Well, one would hope so. But I know, for instance, my dad would kind of giggle but think, why is this happening? <laughs> no, I think, you know what it is? I think when, when we're in our 50s, we will find it funny if someone in their 50s does it, but if someone in their 20s does it, oh. bloody young upstarts. Yeah, and I think it's the same thing. Like, if you pick someone in their 60s now, because you've got to remember this was 10 years ago, so Brad would have been in his... I, I don't even think he's... I think he's in his... 30, he would have been around about 30, 31. Yeah. Um, or even probably... Uh, yeah, maybe about that. Um, I'm not shy for attention. <laughs> certainly not. And he was wearing vintage um, bell bottoms with a, a shirt that was, you know, undone to show the gold chain. Like, full rock rock star so, outfit. Yeah, so it was a little bit like uh, Bon Jovi cross with John Denver. Oh, more, I'd, say, <laughs> I'd say Bon Jovi and Bon Scott. Okay, right <laughs> yeah. Bon Jovi, Bon Scott. It was a bonification. All, all the bonds. All yeah. the bonds. Shicky Bon Bon, Shicky Bon Bon. No, Ricky Martin wasn't there. <laughs> Actually, one of the other guys. Anyway, we won't get all that. So he got up and did that and unfortunately didn't get through. But I think what it is is because he was 30, the 50 pluses went, oh, you young upstart, you can't do that. That's just shenanigans. And... They probably use the word shenanigans, and I use it, but I've been using it since I was 20, so everyone's been stuffed. I think it is. Um, but I think if, if they had found someone in their own age bracket who had have done it, maybe they would have gone, yeah, rock on. What did he say? Right. Yeah, maybe. Well, I'll, I'll actually back that up. I think that's actually good reasoning. <laughs> it's, well, it's my shit reasoning. But speaking anyway, of a, back to you. 
Back to me. <laughs> Speaking of old people, <laughs> right? I have found that there is probably about another 20 spaces in hell that have just opened up for some people I went to the movies with. <laughs> Real, did they just talk through the whole movie? Yes. Well, they weren't pedophiles. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I went and saw, um, with my darling wife, three, bo- uh, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Um, I won't spoil the film, but I will be giving details of the film for context. So anyone who's antsy about that, you've been warned. I'm curious, is this your gripe or is this another gripe? No, this is my gripe. This so my... What, the, what the absolute living hell yes. has sliding on your knees into a semi-Bon Jovi rock concert karaoke machine Yes, got to do with going to the movies and old people talking? You brought up Brad. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we, we were talking about five things that shit me, and you said you heard Brad's jingle, right, and then so I told the story about Brad, so you brought it up. And it was a severe segue, which then 45 and Alzheimer's is setting in already. Yeah, but then we talked about old people and segue back. <laughs> 45 and the Alzheimer's is setting already. <laughs> I actually believe it happened before 45. We don't tell anyone Shout out to all the people with Alzheimer's. <laughs> Shout out to all the people with Alzheimer's. <laughs> and I'll do that. One, I'll do that gag one more time before the end of the show. Um, I knew it was coming. I just took a mouthful of my glass of coke, and I nearly spat it all over the microphone because I, I knew what you were going to do. And you could you could see it on the Skype. You could see. I looked like I'd just taken a mouthful of whale sperm and didn't know where to deposit it. It was like a, <laughs> it was like a Gallagher show. Anyway, oh, it's like a big blowfish. So three billboards <sighs> outside Ebbing, Missouri. The uh, you, you need to get, everyone should see this film because I think it is so well made. The first thing I say about it is it is rated R. Now the reason why it's still rated Ooh. R. Ooh, for racy. No, there's no there's no naked shenanigans. Ah, fuck it. I tell you what, you want to come up with some damn good reasons to see this movie now. <laughs> if there's not naked shenanigans. If Teenage Me managed <coughs> yes. to get out an R-rated movie from the local video shop, back yes. when you hired the tapes from a shop and took it back and put it in your player. From Wayne. If there were no boobs in that movie, yes. I would have been so ripped off. If I had have told you they used the word, see you next Tuesday, and yeah, there but... was graphic violence. I, 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 look, I appreciate both of those efforts. Yes. But I think boobs are still number one on the top three. <laughs> oh, look, you take both, you take those two over that one, but yeah. Now, anyway, so the reason why it's rated R is because there is, there's no filter on the language. No filter at all. Um, and there are some... Hashtag no filter. Hashtag no filter. <laughs> Can you take an Instagram filter with no filter? I'm, uh, I'm just trying to be hip with the groove, you know. I'm starting to get on a bit now. So if I do, like, hashtag no filter and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. If I'd like to strike a pose, I'm going to do it. Like, once again, <laughs> the roadies can't see that, but if you strike kind of a pose and do that, hashtag with your fingers. <laughs> <laughs> so I wish I could have taken the photo of that. Um, well, because, you know, if you but, took that photo, you would have stopped that pose and hashtag from a whole generation. They would have just gone, we can't use it anymore. 
That's done to it. It's dead. That's it. Well, it's like I got uh, I got asked by one of my nieces, um, you know, whether or not I was on some social media platform I had not heard of. Um, and I said, oh, but I'm on Facebook. And she goes, oh, yeah. that's for that, old people. It, yeah. Was it Grinder? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was not Grinder. <laughs> but she's asking said, for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> she said, the only social media platform that old people like me and young people like her might use together would be Instagram. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> she goes, we don't use Facebook much anymore because old people are on it. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, fuck, all right. Anyway, back to three board billboards outside <laughs> Ebbing, Missouri. That's a really it, good thing. This is a no, two-hour special. <laughs> it really Seriously, people, this is a fucking good film. It is a really, really good film. The uh, Frances Mc, uh, McDormand is the female lead. Woody Harrison, Sam Rockwell. Anything with Woody. Are uh, just epic. I tell so, you what, when I used to get narrated movie and there were boobs in it, I'd have a Woody. <laughs> <laughs> so Woody's in a lot of narrated movies. There you go. Yeah. So the premise of it is is Francis's character is a mum, um, and her teenage daughter has died, um, but she's been killed, and it's seven eight months down the track, and there's still no closer to finding anyone who's responsible. Um, Woody Harrelson... Oh, so it's not a, a car accident. She's actually been murdered. She has been murdered. Yeah. Um, I won't give you the context of what ha- it says on the billboards, um, but basically it says the way she was killed, and then the second billboard says still no arrests, and then the third billboard says what's going on, and then Woody Harrelson's character's name, because Woody Harrelson plays the the chief of police in well, this particular town. I did see the trailer a while back, but I don't remember a lot about it. Yeah, so what she's done, she's seen no movement on the case of her daughter's murder, um, and so she gets these three billboards, um, strangely enough, outside Ebbing, Missouri, and puts on the first billboard um, the way her daughter died. The second billboard is still no arrest, question mark, and the third one is... Uh, what are you doing? And then the, the chief of police's name. And the red billboards with black writing, and then that's it. This causes a massive stir because it's a very small community um, and and it's about the relationship between both Francis and Woody and, and what's going on in his life because he's got some stuff going on there and with her. And there's also another uh, member of the police which is played by Sam Rockwell. And he's got his own stuff going on as well. I won't give away. I won't say anything more about that because it will, it'll spoil it for anyone who wants to watch it. But, <laughs> fuck, that's nice. But right, there is a part in the sequence where um, Francis is talking to her son, and they use the word cunt a few times. Oh, <laughs> So, just for the roadies here, uh, Joe edits the podcast stuff. That doesn't get bleeped out later on. Blame Joe. See you next Tuesday. <laughs> I won't edit it out. You know, that's what happens in the movie. Um, Look, we've already got a little E next on iTunes next to our name. So yeah. They know we've got a little bit of rude, sweary stuff that goes on. It'll be okay. Potty mouth. <laughs> anyway, and the... The For those way. kids who don't know at home, a potty used to use that as a toilet. You know, yes. that's, a, that's an old thing. 
Ask Nana. <laughs> if you have to explain that to a person who's listening, we're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We, we weren't saying that we got a, a weed mouth, not a marijuana mouth. Yeah. It's, it's way back the saying, the orange is the way back. Anyway. Anyway. Okay, so <laughs> I had this wave of when she was going, when this conversation was happening, oh, 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 of <laughs> all these old biddies. I don't know why the movie was filled with people who smelt like a lot of powder, <laughs> lavender, and wee. <laughs> like, that's what that's what the cinema sounded like. Um, and I, did you even realise you'd gone to watch this in the Point Cook Retirement Village Cinema? <laughs> <laughs> Well, they pick us up in the bus, Troy, right after dinner at 4.30. It's a lovely trip, I tell you. It's just a lovely trip. Lovely why trip, do, Why does your nana voice seem to sound a lot like your impersonation of my mother? <laughs> oh, Troy. <laughs> Shout out to Mel. Love you, Mum. Hey, Mel. It was um, uh, 45 years ago tomorrow that I came out of your vagina. <laughs> no Good back, job. No backsies, Mel. No backsies. Yeah. Go. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing I thought I'd be thinking about this evening is your mother's vagina. That's unexpected for all of us. Isn't it just? Mm. See, right now I'm thinking I'm going to have to get mum to listen to this episode at some stage. And dad. Hi, Ivan. You know what we're talking about. <laughs> you were there. You were, I should have well, again. Back nine, then, you probably weren't. Nine, nine months prior, you were, though. Yeah, but back then, you know, Dad was probably still at the pub. That's probably how it worked back then. No, it was the 70s. He was in the waiting room on the darts. Ah, uh-huh. actually, you're probably right. <laughs> yeah. The doctor um, was probably actually using one hand there, smoking his butt, the other hand grabbing me out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That'll explain the burn on your forehead. <laughs> So oh, true, yeah. bo- this anyway, movie, oh, yeah. this movie, fuck it, this is going to be longer than the movie. And please point out, this isn't actually a two-hour special, Rodney. Right? So I was just, just joking about that before. It's just not. It's <laughs> you just... don't need to depart the podcast. They'll probably see it when they see the playing length. Yeah, but really, are our listeners that clever? <laughs> yes, this is, this yes, is our are. listeners. <laughs> Anyway, that's right. They're listening, aren't they? they you guys are, are clever. You're so awesome. smart. We love you. Love you guys and girls. Woo! Yeah, baby. Yeah, touch it there. Yeah. Um, so there was a point in the film where there was that, and there was a lot of swearing, and there was this murmur of, "Oh, that's a bit inappropriate," you know, and all that. Well, you go to an R-rated film. You have to expect in an R-rated film there may be some language. It's R for respectful. Correct. <laughs> and then there's a film that... De- okay, so this film could have been made without the language and without showing the graphic of the violence. There was a there was a violent scene which could have been done... You know how um, some movie makers, they show you the punches about to hit and then they cut away at the last moment so you don't see the hit or you don't yep. see the accident. You know it's happened, you see the aftermath, but you don't actually see the pickaxe going through the head yeah. or the bullet going through the eyeball or whatever the other film directors are doing. Sometimes it's also gets to save money. Yeah, correct. And, and look, you know, that's not what happened here, but there's, there's, a, there's a point where they show something happening where they could have not if they wanted to get a lower rating, but I think it, they got it because of this 
And when they showed this particular scene, there was just this wave of, oh, 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 oh it's just horrible. <laughs> it's like, and I'm like, oh, for crying out loud. Then one of the fuckers who was sitting two seats away from me, phone rang. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would frustrate the hell out of me. Hello, I'm just in the movies. Oh, they answered the phone. Yes! Wow. If I had not been with my wife, if I had not been with the woman that I love, there would have been words, and they would not have been kind. <laughs> anyway, so... Yeah, you know that word you just heard in the movie, you don't like love? Well, you're yeah. one of them right now. <laughs> I will see you next Tuesday. <laughs> Motherfucker. Anyway, so there's a scene in the bar where one of the policemen um, is off duty, and sees these two guys and he's sitting there and he's been drinking for quite some time um and there's two guys that sit behind him and they're talking about um something that the cop believes may have had to do with the murder of francis's daughter all right and he suspected one of the people who were talking may have actually been there right so he goes out the front checks the license plate of the of the vehicle. When he comes back into the bar, it's just a typical, um, you know, Missouri-style bar that you see in every film. You know, there's a couple of seats and a couple of patrons and a jukebox in the corner. Yep. And I think in the jukebox in the corner, there might have been something like a Hank Williams song or, or something like that playing. Maybe a Brad Von Roxy and Bob Jody. Oh, fuck, if, I, if only. Because, <laughs> because she who cannot be named two seats up Starts singing along. Oh, fuck my life. She's like, well, okay, it's not Hank Williams, but it was like, stand by your man, like Tammy Winnett or something. It's not fucking happy, right? And then, then um, the plot of the film goes... I would struggle to hold back, man, even with my lovely partner there. uh, I was laughing at this point because it was so ridiculous. It was just so, have you no idea? And then this cop realizes that he needs a bit something a bit more substantial to try and uh, work out, you know, whether or not this guy was involved. And so he says he need he thinks he needs DNA because they have the DNA of the person who was involved in the original murder. So he basically, uh, yeah, it's a spoiler, but it's not a bad spoiler. Scratches him, right, and mm-hmm. then gets the living shit kicked out of him, right? Right. Right. There's a little bit of violence. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a little bit of violence, but yeah, it gets a living Shiite kicked out of him, and then you see that happen, and then the next scene is him driving home, and then the next scene is him coming into his house, um, where the person he lives with goes, "Oh, what's going on? You're all hurt or whatever," and then he walks into his bathroom, and then he opens the cabinet, and gets uh, a thing out of his medicine cabinet. And starts taking stuff from underneath his fingernails. Now, every fucking person in that cinema, other than me and my wife, did not realise when he scratched that man's face, for no reason, that he was getting DNA. Because right. it took them till he was scraping it up from underneath his fingernails and putting it in the, the little tub where they went, I just heard it riffle through the cinema. Oh, DNA, oh, DNA, oh, DNA, oh, DNA, oh, DNA. Oh, that's clever. Oh, wow. <laughs> Now, I'm not giving away whether or not they helped the, the case or whatever, but that, that's what happened. 
the very end of the film, you have two characters driving off to do something or to, to be somewhere or whatever. And that is the end of the film and the credits come up. I was satisfied with the ending because I just was. That's all I'll say because it will spoil it. I was satisfied with the ending. I quite liked it. The people that were in, they were not happy with that ending. (laughs) They were not fucking happy at all. Oh, you can't call that an ending. What happens to this person? What happens? Oh, I don't know. And then bloody two doors down goes, oh, it's the second time I've been to the cinema and I didn't like the ending of this one either. I just lost it. I, I was just in tears by this point in time. So, but obviously you love the movie, though. I really, truly did love the movie. Three boards, uh, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Um, I think it did quite well just recently at Cannes. Um, or where yeah. else? Did, where else did it do well? Where it I've did numbers? It really good. Um, you know, like four and a half star reviews for it. So. Yeah, it's um, okay. It, it won winner at Toronto. Winner at um, London, winner at San Diego. Um, I think it's probably going to do Oscar stuff as well. It's just Woody. There is he the way he plays his character with the right amount of drama, the right amount of intensity, and then that that right amount of just charm, where you where you just like he's a, him. He's a good actor. He's just a good actor. You like him. You just really do, and you like her. There's no one. I didn't hate anyone in it. Like, I didn't hate any of the characters and go, oh, I don't like oh, you. Other than the people watching it. <laughs> well, exactly. There was characteristics of some characters in there. Um, but I thoroughly enjoyed this film, um, and I would recommend it. So if you go and watch this film and you hate it, don't tell me. <laughs> yeah. So with, um, so note to self here, or note to our listeners, um, mm. all you roadies, all you older roadies. Yes. And I'm certain there, you know, there's a few out there. Mel. Um, Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> if, uh, if you happen to be watching a movie called uh, Three Billboards in, where was it? Outside um, Ebbing, Missouri. Ebbing, Missouri. Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Um, and there was a strange redheaded dude uh, kind of laughing in the cinema. <laughs> he wasn't laughing because he thought it was a comedy. He was no. laughing because you're an ignorant bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Just but, you know what? I hope you keep listening. <laughs> <laughs> because someone has to. <laughs> oh, and then speaking of movies, man. Speaking of movies, you yep. know what you're talking about uh, violence. The fact that you know they could have taken the violence out. Um, I happened to watch a movie this week mm. called uh, Brawl in Cell. I think it's Brawl in Cell Ninety Nine. Checking it. Brawl in, Cell, Brawl in Cell Block 99. Yes, where'd you watch that? Um, I just watched that here. Mm-hmm. Um, I just watched that here. Netflix, or did you stream no, it from I, like I, iTunes or something? I found a way to watch it. Oh, okay, so purchased it legally through iTunes or something. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> uh, Vince Vaughn, you know the actor uh, Vince yes. Vaughn? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, swingers. He's spent a lot of stuff. You're the, mo- <laughs> you're the money baby and you don't yeah. even know it. He's done a lot of that. He's done a lot of comedy. You know, he's he's done a lot of different movies. Never quite hit that echelon of acting, though. He never quite hit that that next level. I don't think he was always cool, but never the big money man. He's in this movie. Yes. He basically goes to jail for a crime he did commit. 
Uh, it's not a comedy. Oh, okay. Uh, whilst he's in jail, uh, they threaten his wife, and he then has to basically hunt someone down and kill them while he's in jail. Now, that isn't really spoilers, because it's all in there, and you know pretty well what's going on by the trailers and all the rest. Yes. But the violence in this movie, man, he's really? building himself up. He's not like meat acts like a rock. He's just, he's just bold and big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, the guy's yeah. about six, six or something anyway. Like, he's a big dude. Yep. Um, but you've got things this where the guy puts his foot through someone's skull, hits it three times, and it crushes in front of you, so he said he indents right to the floor. Wow. I mean, okay. I'm talking, I'm talking bones, arms being broken backwards and bones sticking out of them. It's full on. Very, right. very full on. Even to the point where I think I audibly said fuck about 15 times <laughs> watching the movie. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so if you want to watch a little bit of violence, I tell you. Do you it recommend wasn't a the bad film? film. Uh, actually, I enjoyed the film. It was a great film. I don't quite understand the purpose of it. Right. Other than violence. Oh, okay. So also yeah. has um Don Johnson in it too. Played a great role. Wow, that's yeah, old I, school. Oh, gee. Yeah, very very old school. Was he wearing um, socks? I don't know. I didn't see socks. <laughs> ah, there you go. <laughs> but it, yeah, he wasn't wearing the Navy Vice gear. Okay. Um, but good movie, but geez, violent. Very violent. Yep. But if okay. that's, you know, if that's what rocks your boat, if that's what gets a little bit of a, a wiggle in the pants and a bit of a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bit okay, of culture, well, violent culture in the mind, then yeah, check it out. And, and Vince Vaughn, and for those who didn't catch my reference earlier, which was Swingers, if you haven't seen that film from 1996... That's also a very good film. It's a great film. I often, you know, you're the money and you don't even know it, baby. Very, very cool. <laughs> um, so obviously this is, um, you know, as people realise now, South Road Boys are a, uh, a movie review podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can't be a movie review podcast. Because we, one, don't have opinions that are, like, built on intelligent rationale or reasoning, and I don't think whinging about the people you sat next to at the cinema is, is a very good review that of the movie. Count. No, imagine that. We just review a movie each week based on the person we sat next to, the stranger, <laughs> not even the person we went with. Like, I so sat you next base to... it on their reactions. To the yeah. movie. that's brilliant. That next time actually. I go, next time I go to the cinema, I'm going to look at who I sat next to. I'm even bold enough. I'll actually ask their name. So you can even you can even call the segment. Did they like it? Did they like it? Yeah. Yeah. I'll just Move. turn to I'll turn to yep. so next. I promise you, South Road Boys. Next time I go to the pictures, I will turn to a complete stranger and say, "Did you like it?" <laughs> <laughs> and I will see whether or not I can get someone to. And you know, they'll probably go. Oh, you Joe from South Road Boys. Damn straight, I am. <laughs> and 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 what's the the line from the swing? Is that you would just you would just throw in there? You're the money, baby, and you don't even know it. <laughs> and they would probably faint or hug you or ask for your signature or... Uh... No, we'd do a selfie together. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> now, God. I have... Um, I've got to take... I've got to, I've got to retake on a new job. Uh, an old joke. Sorry. An old joke. Is this so, going to be the uh, Will Smith joke? No, I, uh, it's not going to be anywhere near as clever as that. I love that joke. So the modern take on this old joke is, do you know what my grandfather's last words were to me? Um, uh, some other. Can you clean my browsing history? <laughs> my grandfather? <laughs> yeah. Well, because the original joke is, what's the last words my grandfather ever said to me? Give me back my pills. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, both work. But the reason why I bring that up is because Monday, the 12th of February, oh, is no, clean... Oh, <laughs> Clean your browser day. Clean out your computer day. <laughs> oh, I forget. You see, I forget every week that you've got this day thing that you do. And because we didn't start off on that, we started off with our stupid Batman. That's why um, I, le- I led you I into that. About it. You bastard. You bastard guy, you'll kick my dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, <sighs> apparently, not just physically cleaning out the keyboard and whatever, but cleaning out the old files, maybe doing a reinstall, that's what today is. Apparently, today you can celebrate by backing up your computer, uh, cleaning out your desktop, uh, organising your folders and your bookmarks, and uninstalling the programs that you've not used for a while. You know what? Don't you have periods when you're boring as fuck? <laughs> I do. I really, really do. But today is a twofer. It's not just clean out your computer day. Oh. oh, I know. Uh, you ready? I'll do a, a bad drum roll, I think. So excited. Darwin Day. It is the day. As in Darwin, the place? Kurt, or Darwin. No. Born in 1809, Charles Darwin revolutionised the field of natural history by putting forth the theory of evolution and natural selection. In his book, The Origins of the Species, published in 1859, he argued that present-day life forms on Earth all came from a single ancestor and that diversity in that animal and uh, planet kingdom came about due to natural selection, uh, migration, extinction, and genetic mutation. Well done, Chuck. And you couldn't tell at all you are reading that straight off the screen. <laughs> no, not at all. Very natural. Very, very natural. Apparently, very true. Yes. Now, the reason why I bring that up is I sent you a little message today Saying, saying, I think you should come up with some stuff. So we're going to play a new game on the South Road oh, Boys. So you mentioned there was a game, and that got me worried straight away because your games are normally shit. <laughs> they involve whistling <laughs> <laughs> or not oh. being able to guess what day it is. <laughs> it's just an hour. Uh, right. So what, what we're we going to, in honour of uh, Charles Darwin, Chuck? we Chuck Chucky's in love. Um, See, I'll see Charles play. You get <laughs> Oh, well, yeah. Cause don't fuck with the Chuck. <laughs> so, the Darwin Awards yes. is uh, is an award that is given out oh, by basically a random group of people who just look at people who have died. Um, but the reason why they've died is because they come from the shallow end of the gene pool. They have done something that has caused their own death. Now, I remember a couple of weeks ago, I shared with you some guys who were moving some scaffolding next to some electrical wire, and they got electrocuted and died. And there was a big hoo-ha, is the council responsible or whatever? And so city officials went on their own to go out and investigate and decided to recreate the circumstances on which these two poor gentlemen lost their lives and they did the exact same thing by putting their hands on the scaffolding and putting it under the power lines, and they too got electrocuted. (laughs) So these people knew what was going to happen, and they were expecting a different result. So what I thought we would do, Mr. Barnes, on on, uh, in honour of (laughs) Sir Charles Darwin, I don't know whether he was knighted, but Charles Darwin, um, we will have a Darwin-off. Now, I think we should do... 
a Darwin off. I think what we should do okay. is run similar to the way that we have with Mr. House when we played Cards Against Humanity. We will both produce a Darwin Award and one we have to say which one we believe is the winner. Um, mm-hmm. and, and if we can't, we're going to leave it up to the roadies to either hit us up on Facebook or Twitter. Oh, because we're real now. Correct. Not real time, <laughs> but we are real. Yeah. So in three weeks' time when they hear this... <laughs> well, we're not far off, though. So it won't be very long now, and we'll be pretty much week for week. Two weeks. Two weeks, and we will be a week behind. Yeah, so we'll, um, we'll basically we'll record on the Monday. You'll have um, it by the following Monday. Have it by the following Monday. Yeah, because yeah. uh, because we still both have jobs <laughs> and lives. Yeah, we do actually have lives, <laughs> and we need to do editing and and you know sometimes we get a special effects put in. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> um, and and we got to watch movies and stuff too. So watch well, we have to watch people watch movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What did you think of that? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so okay. that's that's the thing. So what I asked you to do was pick five. We I may have not, picked five. Yeah. We may not get to all five which I'm quite happy about as well. Um, but if we do, then that's what we've got. If not, we'll play to three or best of whatever. Um, so hit me with your first one. What's it called? Well, I'll see now, now that you've told me what the game is, Yes. I need to uh, I need to work out which that I think is probably a pretty good one. Okay, I'll give you the, um, ti- I'll give you the title of mine. Right, and... I have, actually, I haven't got all the titles of any of mine. It's really annoying. Oh, okay. I was. I screenshotted the information, but not the titles. Oh, right. Well, you can just make it up. Yeah. I went with theme. I went with the theme with mine. I went with the theme of people who got killed by something that is known to kill you. <laughs> okay. Good. <laughs> like okay. guns, explosives, knives. Right. Well, well I'm going to go with this one to start it off. Then. Okay. Go. Is that something important? You're, you look like you're raring to tell me something really awesome. No. Nah. But I'm going to go with this one just because the uh, the title um, is hard not to say. Okay, go. <laughs> Masturbator meets hard end. <laughs> for now, for now. That's 20... why 40, 45 going on 12. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So 22nd of January 2016 in Michigan. Uh, referred to as a distracted driver. Uh, Ray Jones was driving without his pants, without a seatbelt. And with a porno flick screening on his mobile phone. <laughs> um, he also had his sunroof wide open on a cold winter Sunday, and they believe that was the recipe for disaster. <laughs> so, this is where it's funny, though. It's the description. I don't normally read word for word off stuff. I like to kind of just throw Adlib. it in bits, but this is great. So, he should have kept his hands on the wheel instead of on the stick. <laughs> in the Pun. wee hours oh. at 3.40 a.m., Clifford's Toyota went out of control on the on-ramp on the I-75, rolled and crashed, ejaculating our hero through the (laughs) sunroof in a spectacular climax to his life. Come and gone, Clifford and his beloved wanky will be fondly remembered in our archives. (laughs) Isn't that beautiful use of literature? (laughs) Oh, that that is well punned. Masturbator meets hard end, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) <laughs> that is now did they say what particular film that he was watching no just said a porno flick screening on his mobile device which I assume is his mobile phone so he it wasn't it wasn't Crash from 1996 <laughs> no <laughs> well I don't know well there so you go because I mean that wasn't actually porn though. 
Well, no, but people were getting off on crashing their car. On crashes, that's true. Yeah, was that William Defoe? I think might have started in that way back when. Uh, what was it? Ninety six. James Spader. Oh, James Spader. There you go. And Holly Hunter. Yeah. And James Spader, he came out of that kind of soft porn movie era, didn't he? Wow. 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 I'm not familiar with all his um, catalogue of work. He actually did a, a few other kind of this weird kind of soft. I wouldn't say soft form, but risque kind of movies. Yeah, but then he came. Like I, I don't remember his early. <laughs> <laughs> Still in the mindset of twelve-year-old. Yes, yes, yes. Well, he did sex lives and videotapes. That's what I was thinking of. Yep. That was with the kinky secretary and all that kind of stuff. Correct, and not I think that was about the same. Not secretary, <laughs> secretary. Yeah. Um, but then he played one of my favourite characters um, in Boston Legal. His yeah, character, Alan Shaw, I loved, I, I enjoyed the show, um, I thoroughly enjoyed it, Candice Bergen and uh, Captain Kurt, yeah, William, um, shat himself. William shat himself, yes, um, yeah. and they and they had a lot of people in there who were big, big names, um, but he played a really great character and I loved it and yeah, so I'm a big James Spader fan, actually. And then he, yeah. he went on to go to another film, uh, TV series I quite like, is Blacklist. Which is still going. Yeah, but I haven't asked anyone who I sit next to how they feel about it, so we won't talk about it. Sure. And um, on that note, um, what's your Darwin Award? What's my Darwin Award? I'm going to start off with uh, You Win. Oh, I'm not going that to was go, easy. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to go and uh, cherry-pick which ones I think I'll give you my first one, which was convinced by the jury. Uh, con- convinced the jury, 1863. I went a bit old school for the first one. <laughs> 1863. Yeah, uh, okay. Clement Vandingham was a well-known Northern Democrat who campaigned for states' rights during the American Civil War. And in 1863, uh, Vandingham was convinced, uh, convicted of treason for his speeches attacking the administration of President Lincoln. He was banished to the South where he continued his voice his political views. After the war, Vanningham became a lawyer, and his last appearance in the courtroom, he represented a client on trial for murder. The accused man's defence was that the victim had drawn his own gun in a fashion that had caused him to fire, killing the man himself. To prove the defence, Vanningham demonstrated the victim's method of drawing a gun using a loaded evidence gun as the prop. No fucking surprise, the firearm went off and he lost his life, but proved his case. So he won, but he died. Yeah, it's a yeah. tough way to win. Once again, you know, this is the thing, you, you're proving it. <laughs> Maybe make sure it's not loaded. <laughs> Your theme does seem to be, um, yeah, just check before. Yes, just just check. All right, what do you got now, buddy? Uh, right, what have we got now? One nil. Okay, we'll go with that. Um, I'm going to stick to the cock. (laughs) Uh, You know what? When I was looking at Darwin Awards, I thought about it and I went, no, that's what Troy's going to do. He's a a dick man. I I didn't plan to talk completely. (laughs) This went down this way. So, um... (laughs) That's what she said. (laughs) So, it starts with that. For a guy named Lantern, he wasn't very bright. (laughs) Oh, I love it. You've picked the puns. Yeah. Uh, 7th of May, 2002, Wisconsin. Oh, yes. Yeah, so uh, Mr. Lantern, who was 30, um, enjoyed playing a little private game with his wife. Oh, so, we so have... Would... Yes, yeah, you go. Yes. Oh, we got the same one. We have! 
that's brilliant. Draw. But Kate, yeah. continue, continue. Yeah, okay. So so he would pull down, pull down his pants and place the barrel of the shotgun against his scrotum. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this, I don't pepper into some weird shit. I'm into some weird, weird shit. shit. But that's some weird, weird shit. shit. <laughs> now, just, just, gonna... just so the South Road people, the roadies, know that this has been a complete coincidence... Um, What's it called, by the way? Have you got the title for it? Shoot him off. <laughs> <laughs> which, which went with my theme of guns and your theme of dicks. Oh, that's great. So, yeah, so, uh, so basically, Fates of Barrel was shotgunning as he strode him, and he would tell her to pull the trigger. Yes. They, they, they play this game, this game fre- frequently yep. <laughs> to, his to his immense, immense pleasure. pleasure. Now, the gun, of course, was unloaded. Of course. So, you know, it's, why would you play it any other way? So, I like, the, I like the way they actually describe this. On this poison Friday... He was excited again to try again. <laughs> the thrill was even larger because his wife's girlfriend was pulling into the driveway at the time. Shoot him! Shoot him off before she gets here! He said to his wife, she pulled the trigger. But this time... The gun was loaded! <laughs> I can't believe we read the same thing. Emergency uh, crews arrived to find Lanton bleeding profusely from his groin. Wearing shoes and socks with his pants down around his ankles. The police were told it was an accident. And the couple didn't know the gun was loaded. Lanton was admitted uh, to hospital in a critical condition. Where he survived to earning... That sounds really ridiculous. Yes where he survived to earning the indisputable right to the rarest of honours, yeah, a living, living Darwin, Darwin Award. award. <laughs> it's just so good. Yes, you don't get many people who live to tell their Darwin Award, so... Um, but that is one. That's <laughs> Shoot them off. <laughs> I, I don't even get the first bit. I don't understand what you get off by having an unloaded weapon fired at your scrotum. No. I don't even get that bit, let alone the fact of, well, why would you do it when it's loaded? Why would you do it when it's not loaded? Okay. All right. How do you do, like, they say that some things are only weird the first time. How is that not weird every time? And how do you have that conversation with your wife? Honey. You bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> Honey, like, I've got this thing where I'd really like you to point a shotgun at my testicles and shoot. Now, I'm not going to put bullets in there because that'd be silly, but would you mind? Or do you think she's gone, Oh, Ivan, can I shoot your testicles? <laughs> you can imagine the wife, though, couldn't you? I mean, you can imagine you just looking at this guy saying, couldn't you just be pervy on the neighbour's 18-year-old daughter like every other fucking male I know? It's <laughs> a shotgun at their testicles. I can put my panties on your head and do that instead. <laughs> anyway, so that's um, we got to just throw that one out because um, we both had that one. So there you yeah, go. still one, that's hilarious. one, one, uh, one, nothing. There were hundreds of these. And we picked the same one. Yeah. Oh well, because it it really was quite funny. <laughs> I I didn't go. There were so many I didn't even look at though. Like it just I just pressed on them randomly. Yeah. I was like, no, that's not very interesting. And then, oh, that's funny. <laughs> I yeah. I I looked for the title, and that that was when you see something that says shoot them off. There's going to be a chuckle in there. All right, what do you got next, buddy? Right, I'm going to go to this one. Uh, also a gun one, so I hope you haven't got this one as well. No. Um, hmm. The date says 3rd of February, but you know what? 
for the sake of my birthday tomorrow, I'm going to say it's the 13th of February. Ah, good. 1990. Yes. Washington. Oh. The following mind-boggling attempt at a crime spree appeared to be the robber's first. <laughs> Due to his lack of a previous record of violence and his terminally stupid choices. <laughs> <laughs> so number one, here we go. So his target was a uh, leather and firearms store. A gun shop. Yes. Right? He's robbing a yes. gun shop. shop. Yes. Number two, the shop was full of customers. <laughs> firearms customers. <laughs> People who like their guns. Yes. Three, to enter the shop, he had to step around a marked police car <laughs> at the front door. Right? So, he's he's going in to rob a gun shop. Yes. With a gun. Yes. It's full of customers. Yes. Gun-loving folk. Yes. And he stepped around a police car to get into the store. Yes. <laughs> and number four... The uniformed officer was standing at the counter having coffee before work. <laughs> and he still decided to hold it up. Upon seeing the officer, this would-be robber announced a hold-up and fired a few wild shots. The officer and the clerk returned fire, <laughs> covered by several customers who also drew their guns, <laughs> thereby removing the confused criminal from the jeep pool. <laughs> As a nice little addition, no one else was hurt. <laughs> oh, God. Shot 37 times. What? <laughs> oh. You know what it is? He just got... He was in this state of mind. In the zone. He was in the zone. The gun shop, yeah. it'll have money. And they won't be... They sell they guns. Expected. Well, but they sell guns. They won't have loaded guns. Like, but he's probably not... America. America! <laughs> Fuck yeah. Oh. I don't know. Oh. Look, but he was obviously in the zone, and I don't... I, he had the blinkers on, as far as I can... I can see. He had the blinkers on and, yeah, just didn't think yeah. it through, I really. mean, 1990 was a good year. Now, maybe he was really excited about the fact that he thought Collingwood were going to have a great year. <laughs> maybe that's what it was. So he went with you a know? gun to a gun yeah. shop with a police officer and held it up. Yeah. That's Collingwood for you. <laughs> <laughs> go, Bryce. He actually put in a few false teeth to go with this guy. <laughs> nice. All right. So what, what, I have, what I have to go up against that... I'm going to struggle. Modern Armour. 26th of August, 2006. <laughs> Leicester, England. I won't do the accent because... I, yep. Darren's I, death was a mystery. The yes. 30-year-old was found... Well, I've got that one too. <laughs> <laughs> was found slumped in the hallway of his house. Yep. I'll let you do it, though. Bleeding oh. from a stab wound, police initially assumed the assailant had attacked him, but they could find no supporting evidence. A year later, the inquest was revealed why Darren can stake his claim... A year later, folks, a year later, the inquest revealed why Darren can stake his claim to a place among the winner of the Darwin Awards. Darren had called a friend, but minutes later, after he hung up, rang back to ask for an ambulance. He would have called 999 being in the UK. The front door was ajar and Darren was found lying near a bloodstained lock knife he had purchased whilst on holidays in Spain. Forensic investigators saw no indication of a struggle, and the coroner reported that the stab wounds seemed to be self-inflicted. However, Darren had shown no suicidal tendencies. His wife was on holiday at the time of the incident and cleared up the mystery and revealed why our subject will go down history as the Darwin Award winner. As she was leaving for the holiday, she remembered Darren wondered, sorry, she remembered Darren wondering whether or not his new jacket was stab proof that's right darren decided to find out if his jacket could withstand a knife attack now 
I'm not fucking men's up, people. I do not espouse to have any modicum of intelligence. But one would imagine we, and I don't think any roadies have done what Darren did. He did not choose to test his jacket while it was draped over the back of the chair, like roadies would. No, our man thought the best approach would be to wear the garment and stab himself. Sadly, his choice of armour proved less resistant to the sharp blades than he had hoped. But the thing is, in the thing in the coroner's report, it was stab wounds, plural. So he didn't do the first one, stab himself, and go, "Oh fuck, it's maybe it's not. I won't continue stabbing myself." He's obviously gone a couple of times in quick succession, and then realised that's that's a bit ouchy. <laughs> I didn't even realise that. Yeah, have a look, and you've got the article obviously right there in yes, front of you. Yes, I have. Yeah. Yes. Uh, oh, reported wow. that the stab wounds seemed to be self-inflicted. Oh, so, look, the first one might have been an error. <laughs> Maybe you picked the wrong spot. Yes. It might have been made in, I don't know, Cambodia or something. Yes. And the stabby-proof part wasn't there. Yeah, I don't know. The stabby-proof part wasn't there. Oh, wow. Deary me, we have um, yeah, drawn again. My goodness. Incredible. You're still 1-0 up well, after after three rounds. That's I've got incredible. A lot. I've, I need to win the next two to even think about like, well, to win. Well, I've only got, um, I've only got one left, haven't I? Uh, well, you fucking I going to win the last one definitely then. You should yeah, have. I've only got one left. Oh, okay. So we're Mr. Landon with his uh, loaded gun on the scrotum. Which you win. That's one. Oh no, no, no. We had that together. Yeah, but so um, then we had um, well, I had the modern armor, of course, which I had as well. So that one's out there too. Yes. Um, I had the mind-boggling robbery attempt in the gun store. That's three. Yes. I had the masturbator. It's hard end. That's number four. Oh, yes. And I've got one ah, left. See, right, you do, because ah, when I found out that you hadn't had the same one, I, yeah, all right, carry on. <laughs> we, we, do good, what, we do good math. <laughs> right, final one. Yes. Uh, 31st of May, 2005, Seattle, yes. Washington. Oh. Strength and endurance are two of the most important characteristics that can be passed on to improve the species. Of course. So physical challenges between males are frequent. Yes. <laughs> In this case, two guys were drinking together, found themselves on an overpass 40 feet above a busy freeway, yes. and decided it would be a perfect time to work out who had more strength and endurance and who could actually dangle from the overpass for the longest. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, the winner was too tired to, from his victory to climb back up, his mate was too tired to help him, and he fell and he was dead. Did they both die? Uh, no, no, the other guy was okay. Um, but he fell in front of a semi. Which, yeah. Just not clever. Just not clever. It reminded me a little bit of that wonderful scene in The Lost Boys. Yes. Where they go across the train bridge. And they yeah, all jump yeah, and they're yeah, hanging yeah. by the rod. And the train goes over. They're shaking and shaking. They can't hold on any longer. Yeah. And they fall on a that float. Yes. Because they're vampires. Of course. Well, that, that, it, rem, it reminded me of that. Yeah. Except um, Lost Boys ended a little bit better in that scene. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> Shout out to Jamie Gertz, who was one of my crushes back in the day in that movie. I thought you were going to say Keith Sutherland. Mm. <laughs> or well, Keith has done it right. <laughs> yeah. Or one of the Corys. 
Corys. <laughs> well, one of them's only, only still one of them's just a lot. Anyway, we yeah. won't talk about the Corys because I don't think that their TV movie childhood was fantastic. No, and also we have one more of your Darwin entries to go. We do, What's we your... do. Um, I I still have two because we I don't. I think I've done wrong math. Um, but <laughs> that doesn't. So with that, I will present you wrong and wronger. Um, and in a very vain attempt to to win this one, which I don't think I'm going to. Um, 29th of August, July 2002, Ukraine. One no, night. I actually like that. that was good. One night, the inhabitants of Yegena village in the suburb of Lukska awoke to the loud explosion. Not long before the explosion. A 40-year-old deputy of the local administration board had taken out his dog for a very long walk. He encountered the police academy cadet who was escorting two women to their homes. The cadet pointed out that the deputy's dog was not allowed to be in public streets without the lead and the muscle. Now, only an exceedingly bold cadet would be presumptuous enough to tell the village deputy what to do. So the two men began to argue. Unable to resolve the matter by their verbal means, the deputy finally pulled out a military RGD-5 hand grenade and threw it to the cadet's feet. His well-trained dog immediately ran for the object, fetched it up for his master, and the man and the dog met the same messy fate. Police are investigating how much the deputy came to have a grenade in a country where citizens are forbidden to carry arms, let alone military ordinance. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what I'm laughing at more, the story or your accent telling it. Oh, that's, that was brilliant. That's my best Ukrainian accent I, I have. That was pretty good. I like that. That was actually pretty good. How many, and I was, I was how watching many Ukraine? It. Yeah, how many Ukrainians do you know, buddy? True, but I, I just love it how that entire thing was done out of one side of your mouth. <laughs> it has to be the Ukraine. <laughs> Looks like you had a stroke. <laughs> well, and also because I had to read it at the same time. So what do you reckon? Do I get that one or not? Uh, look, man, I think for the accent you get that one. <laughs> Yay! That is, that is ding, ding, ding. special. So it's one all. <laughs> one um, all. And of course, we don't have plenty to qualify, but I am going to tell you one thing about... Um, a wonderful bit of celebration. If one of us had actually won this, I saw a wonderful bit of celebration this week. It wasn't uh, a dick trophy off Amazon, was it? No, it was not. <laughs> um, there was a guy, he used to play for Western Bulldogs, as mm. before, who plays now in the SANFL, which I assume, I don't think it's South Australian, might sound for, might sound for Sam Grinch, or I don't know where the hell it is. Anyway, sure. he's, he's running in the goal, obviously yes. pre-season, he's only February, yep. running in the goal, He's done a bit of an evasion. He's spun around someone else. He's come yes. in. He's got near the square, put the goal through. It was actually a pretty damn good goal. Watch yep. the footage. Yep. I would have been impressed. Now, soccer is very well known for its celebrations by individuals. Absolutely. Absolutely. Not so much. You know, there's a lot of fist pumping, a lot of nah, because you know, high-fiving, you... but not that individual sort of um, wankiness, I suppose, you can really call it. Well, because you're a bunch of, in front of a bunch of Australians... Who we love our champions, but don't you fucking get a big head about it? No, because we'll we that, will but... tear you down. Like yep. you can pump your hand up and you can be excited, and you'll have even your supporters will go yes. 
But if you start doing any of the shenanigans like they do... handstands or... <laughs> handstands, backflips, or if you coordinate a celebration with other team members where you pretend to be bowling balls like they do in the NFL, uh, or if you pretend to be, you know, shooting them with something else like they do in soccer, <laughs> your cheer squad will turn on you like a pack of Wolverines. Yeah, and like, it's understandable because it's just crap. It's just wank. Like, we're happy yeah. for you to be happy, but... There's only there's a line. It's so Australian. Yeah. So this so this dude, right? Declan Hamilton, his name. If you yep. can actually find this little bit of footage off the road, you can find this. Yes. Um, it's called um SANFL um football like cheers own goal. Yes. So what he does, he's put this through. Yes. Um, there's there's probably only a few hundred people actually watching this game. Well, it's not a huge crowd. Sure. But he walked. He, he runs completely all the way through the square, through the goals, jumps a fence, stands on the other side, just stops, stands still, and actually claps his own goal. <laughs> and he jumps a fence and he goes back. Champion. And these, there was one guy next to us looking at him saying, "Fuck are you, you doing? doing?" And this other dude just clapping in, going, "You are brilliant, son." David <laughs> It was know, so funny, but he didn't do it for too long, so he was a complete smart ass. It was just, oh mate, that's hilarious. He's giving himself like four claps and then back over the fence again. Yep. Was, and and he's just like he's running. He's obviously flat out. He's, He's puffing me. He just gets over the other side and comes to your stands there and goes, oh, great goal. Yeah. <laughs> Champion. It was that so good, man. so funny. Find it. Actually, better still, I'll find it. I'll put it on our Facebook page. It's so funny. Excellent. That's, now, that's typical of Australian uh, sports people having a bit of a laugh. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I think you'll get away with it at that level of sport in Australia. But if you were at the big dance and you were to do that, Oh, that would not be good. Like, if you're in an AFL match... the media would actually rip you apart more than the fans. Yeah, I think I don't think if you've got a big crowd of half and half supporters, I think your supporters will go, oh, yeah, that's a bit funny, but I think yeah. the other half will go, you're a wanker, and they'll call... call him, they wouldn't have let him back on the ground. <laughs> well, they'll call him that for the rest of the day. You'll get the ball, and you'll go, wanker! And, and I think you're right. I think the media would just tear him a new one. Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah, but when you're doing it at that level and there's, you know, maybe 200 people in the crowd and there is no one behind goals except for three kids and a dog, you can jump it, give yourself four claps and then go back again. Knowing full there's well... There's a few people standing there, but I'll tell you it's funny. And knowing that someone's, you know, someone is videoing it and it will make its way to YouTube, um, I think does make it uh, just that little bit funnier. I'm certain it's one of those things that have all been talked about in the past sometimes. You wouldn't be funny if you did that and he's at the moment going... Yeah. Oh, this is my time. This is my chance. Bloody oath it is. I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. get onto that. No worries at all. And there would have been a lot of boys buying beers after that game because it was fucking funny. It was. <laughs> now, before we go, I do have... I thought you were going to say, well, at least something's fucking funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do have one more Darwin Award that I would like to, to tell you. Right, um, well, this, is, this is an opportunity for you to actually get up then because we are one all. Yeah, but you don't have anything so, left. True, but look... Opportunity where it lies. I tell you what, ah, I have two deaths of the same manner, but two different stories and two different people. I have one, uh, which was in oh fuck, they're all in two thousand, both in two thousand two. One, look, look, okay, I'll, I'll one be, is it? One is in Croatia. One, one is yep. in Croatia. One is Austria. You choose which one you want. And I will tell the story. And if you choose the right one, you win. If I choose the right one, well, if you don't choose that now, one, I win. Well, one thing can go better. I'll, I'll pick Croatia. Yes, Croatia. Right. And this is the one where we'll let the road is make a decision. 
Fuck, you are going to win. Right, okay. <laughs> so I'll tell my one first. Uh, this July 20, 2002, the story was told at a symposium by two Austrian pathologists who worked together in Germany. So that gives me a chance to do my gay German accent. And deceased Mao was brought to them for the post-mortem, and he suffered the severe head trauma. According to the police reports, the man was uh, wanted to see how the German World War II hand grenade was constructed. His curiosity led him to the clamp the grenade in a vice, and he cut a thin... This is the campus accent you've ever done. Und ja, yes. <laughs> Once he cut a very thin band around the center of with a circular saw so that he would be able to crack open the two halves. <laughs> Unfortunately, the man cut a little too deep and detonated the grenade with a big boom. <laughs> the pathologist stated that the man had very little brain material left when he was brought to them. However, they were not sure if it was a result of the explosion. <laughs> there you go. So that's my very gay German accent in a vain attempt to try and beat this I'm, entry I'm from just Croatia. Say, right, so I know what you're doing right here now. Yep. I put mine in as because they were funny, they were entertaining, and yes. you're trying to win an accent, and yes. I'm just going to beat to the roadies. Don't get sucked in by the accent. No, fuck, Troy's going to win this, I can tell go you. On the, go on the material. <laughs> because I had a really long sentence there. January 2002, Croatia. A Croatian was killed while try, trying to open a hand grenade with a chainsaw. Oh, no. <laughs> he wanted to retrieve the explosives to make firecrackers for New Year's Day. <laughs> like, my, my, my German at least had the sense to try and, you know, cut a thin band and whatever. Your, your Croatian took to him with a fucking chainsaw. <laughs> because he wanted they're, to make... Uh, because he the wanted to make... They're employed at uh, Chernobyl. <laughs> <laughs> because he wanted to make firecrackers. With a grenade. People be crazy. People be very crazy. And on that being crazy, happy Darwin, Charles Darwin Day to you all, roadies. Um, happy birthday to my my Troy, my Troy friend, my bromance. Um, happy Thanks, birthday Steph. for tomorrow, mate. And um, and I will talk to you next time. I'm and Joe. Also, I'm Troy, but I'm going to throw in one more before we finish. Yes. Happy Valentine's Day out there to all the lovers and the. The friendly, nice people that are roadies. Yeah, hope you get someone to snog you on yeah. Wednesday. Might have you get, get some old sex if you like. <laughs> <laughs> and Diamonds are a girl's <laughs> best friend. I'm Joe, and we are the South Road Boys. We certainly are.